0: on to the Sister Stories podcast. This podcast is aimed at marvelling at God's sovereignty in each of our lives as women and at encouraging each other via our stories. My name is Sophie and today I am joined by Fran. Hi. Hi Fran, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, so first of all, could you tell me a little bit about who you are?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm married to Greg, so I'm a wife. Uh, Greg and I met in Australia 12 years ago and Fast forward to today, we now live in New Malden. we've got two kids, uh, we've got Silas who's three and a half and uh, Flori, who's 18 months and I, um, I work as a marketeer for a, a big snacking company yeah. um, so I, I try and encourage the nation to eat more biscuits <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I also have my own little business as well mm. um, which runs out of my husband's hometown in Canada
0: okay oh wow what does that business uh, do
1: it's uh so we run uh baby and toddler classes wow yeah for (laughs) grown-ups and uh their little ones and um it actually came from my friend and I our our boys were born a day apart Mm. and so we went through this really special moment of becoming mums for the first time and we we designed this class that we thought would be the best class ever and we named it, we made a business plan and it was up and running by the time my son was one. So wow. I love it. That's <laughs> amazing. Really good. Yeah, oh, that's lovely.
0: Um, so obviously we're going to talk a little bit about your journey to, um, knowing Christ and, and you walk with him, but, um, can you tell me a bit about uh,
1: your family background, how you grew up, where your family was like? Yeah. So, um, I would say I I sort of grew up in a Christian home. Mm. Um, My mum is a Christian and she took me and my two brothers to church from a really young age. Mm. Um, She has quite a a personal faith. She's very committed and um, I, yeah, I mean, the way that she kind of behaves and conducts herself, she's just incredible. She has this incredible ability to go into a room and know if someone's suffering and look after them like she adopts Mm. these old ladies in the church and looks after them right until the point of you know them dying
0: um
1: and looks after them in a way in which they've never experienced before and i think when i was younger i i used to think oh my mom's so kind but now i very much see it as a point of it's just a overspill of her love for jesus Mm. um and my dad he um he grew up going to a catholic church mm. um and i think it's probably fair to say that he had some bad experiences in the church and i think that's made him quite hesitant to mm. pursuing any type of faith um but like i see so many christ like characteristics in my dad he is so generous and loving and supportive and he's just the best granddad and um, But he's never told me that he he feels a need to commit his life to Christ. Mm. So I think growing up, it's he didn't encourage me to do the same too. And uh, my brothers and I, when probably early 13, 14, when we could make the decision to stop going to church, we did. <laughs> yeah. I think we've all found it pretty boring, to be honest.
0: Mm. Oh, great. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, I wonder... Whether you had any direct exposure to the gospel, um, you were saying that you just thought your mom was kind and yeah. maybe didn't perceive her faith from a young age. What did you think of of going to church and of hearing things at church?
1: Yeah, um, hmm. I would say I think it's fair to say I didn't understand the gospel. Hmm. Um, it was only till a lot later in my life that I I heard the gospel. Hmm. Um, and that even took a while to kind of sink in. And, um, but what I kind of perceived of God, I, I left church kind of, I had this, I knew that he existed. And I, I've got that memory for as long as I can ever remember. I knew that he loved me. And I always had an innate desire to pray mm. when things would go wrong but to be honest with you I didn't know that God wanted anything more from me than just knowing about his existence Uh, um so I didn't know that you know I needed to act or change on on that um and I pretty much went through my whole till early mid-20s um calling myself a Christian (laughs) you know calling myself a Christian um and but I would think about it for lack of a better word, extreme Christians. And I would think, oh, they're judgmental. I, I just kind of accepted these blind stereotypes that people mm. have of Christians, judgmental, prudish, you know, fun yeah. police. And it's like, I don't want to be associated with that. Um, but there was something that stuck with me of, I know that he's there. I mm. know that he loves me. And why do I feel this desire to pray mm. when things get hard? Yeah. Like, where does that come from? So. That's really interesting because there must have been something
0: of maybe seeing your mum or, or other people in the church praying or, or having that habit of praying in your in your family maybe. I don't know. Do you feel that maybe you prayed as a family no. which influenced you? Or, or? No. Not really. Okay. No. Just something in yeah. you that told you.
1: I think it's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. No, obviously. <laughs> <You> know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, mm. I don't know. Yeah. It's, um, it's it's kind of strange but I really couldn't shake that feeling and mm. I, I found myself when I um, when I moved to Canada so I just graduated from yeah. uni and I moved to Canada and um, I had got myself a really good job and kind of once the excitement mm. of oh I've moved and I've got this great job wore off yeah. I found myself to be in a really low place Mm. and um I was I was definitely experiencing culture shock you know we speak the same language but we behave quite differently and also it was freezing like it was the coldest winter in 170 years and I had a job in sales that I was getting in and out of my car and the weather was like minus 50 wow (laughs) that
0: I think even here we can't imagine that can we (laughs) exactly
1: exactly so um I, and so that aside, I was also experiencing horrible misogyny in the workplace mm. and bullying by mm. someone as well. And I found myself in this really, really low place. And I remember one night, I I Googled prayers for in distress, mm. and I prayed this prayer. And um, I yeah prayed this prayer. That is what I kind of innately thought I needed to do. Mm. And I asked for a friend, and the very next morning, um, this girl from my workplace that I'd know I hadn't hardly ever spoken to said a few words to. Um, I didn't even know that she really liked me. To be honest, she called me up and said, "Do you want to go for lunch?" And fast forward eight years, this girl's more like a sister to me now, and you know we have our boys were born a day apart we have a business together we speak every single day even though we live in different countries Mm. and I just think even at a point where I was really indifferent to knowing God Mm. he was he wasn't about me Mm. you know and he was revealing himself to me in that moment Mm. I didn't understand the gospel then either but he was showing me what kind of God he is um a a loving God who cares who really cares about me and Mm. so I kind of yeah would pray about things and I have a handful of stuff to of situations where things wouldn't necessarily go my way Mm. um but it would let me know that he's there he's encouraging me and he's like yes woman like you're looking in the right place
0: Um, that's great It's, it's amazing that um I guess through these prayers even if you might not have had a personal relationship with God and maybe you were doing that kind of automatically as a response to things happening in your life mm. it's just really interesting how God continues to work seemingly in the background but bringing you to the right people and and in the right places I'm sure um, if we carry on with the story a little bit um, what happened in the years? After after that, because yeah. surely you're not in Canada anymore. You're here, <laughs> yes. so um can you tell me about maybe how you met Greg and yeah. other things? Yeah. yeah,
1: so um well, Greg and I met in Australia twelve years ago. He spent a um, few years in the UK, and then once I graduated, I moved over there. And now we're kind of at a point where we're a couple of years off being married, and he was going through his own journey to come to mm-hmm. know Jesus. And the first point that I realised, oh, his heart is really changing or he's just acting really weird. um, It was a couple of months before we were getting married and he didn't want to move in with me. Mm. And I thought, well, that's kind of strange. Um, But I kind of shrugged it off and didn't think too much of it. And we got married and he had become, you know, really kind of committed in his faith and he wanted to go to church. And so I I went along, you know, I'm I'm a Christian as well, I thought. Um, And I probably, I saw Greg change in front of my eyes. And um, yeah, I probably was in the church for two to three years Mm. before I actually understood the gospel message. And Mm. I I went to really good churches as well. Um, But I think a lot of my like you were saying with God bringing people into your life mm. it, I think Greg was a lot of that to me yeah. um yeah just seeing him completely change I mean there was there's was one instance where he was experiencing someone being really horrible to him mm. um and he he yeah, we were talking about the situation. This person was undermining him, and it just really wasn't fair what was happening. And I was saying, you, you need to reveal her. You need to, you know, go to HR or whatever. And then he says to me, "Well, I think I need to show love to her." Mm. And that was really radical. I was like, "You wanna what? <laughs> <laughs> you wanna what, honey?" Yeah. <laughs> um, that was really wild. Um, but it, it shows how radical Jesus's love is for us. Mm. And I think I, I understood that at that point. Um, and that, so I went through this whole journey of like understanding sin. Mm. Um, and isn't that exactly what Jesus did for us? You know, his love yeah. was that radical, even when we were sinners, um, yeah. he died for us cause he loves us. And it, that was kind of a, a a good illustration of that that drove the point home but I realized I was still living a life indifferent to him even Mm -hmm. though I was kind of going to church and whatnot but uh, yeah so so what
0: at what point would you say that changed and I I know you said uh, before that there wasn't really a moment where you feel you committed your life to Christ in particular because it feels like you've been a Christian all your life really mm-hmm. In maybe in your mind at the time as well but um, was there a, t- a kind of turning point or was that was that the turning point yeah, maybe? Yeah,
1: I think it probably was um, and I got to the point after that that was like I know he exists but I'm acting like he isn't and I feel mm-hmm. like I'm almost living a lie wow. and so I actually have this note in my iphone that records exactly the date and time um of when i wrote this message um and i was sat there in my kitchen i was eight months pregnant and i was thinking what am i going to like teach my kid about his existence like what do i actually believe Mm. and i wrote down three scenarios for myself yeah so yeah this was 28th of july 2018 in the afternoon it's kind of cool how how that's recorded I love when
0: (laughs) I mean you know of course there's a journey obviously with all that but I have a specific date yeah when I became a Christian that I find I don't know it really strikes me when you can actually pinpoint a time where you turned where you repented and believed yeah I think that's really fascinating obviously a lot of us don't have that specific date and it's a very slow process sometimes um but it's quite striking when you can actually think back of that day yeah. and look at what actually changed it makes it really palpable for us doesn't yeah. it yeah yeah
1: Sorry. um I actually stand corrected it was 28th of January it was just Ooh. before <laughs> Silas was born yeah um and so, I, yeah, I had option one, which is I wrote, God is there. God loves us. So he does care what we do, including the things, uh, including things that are unkind to people and ourselves. He let Jesus take our place in judgment so that we can be reconnected with him in love and forgiveness. And then option two was God is there, but he's indifferent to what we do. And mm. this is kind of where I was sat. Yeah. Um, god doesn't really care that much about how we live our lives he wants us to have a good time and as long as we feel good that's all that matters so if that means acting selfishly or dismissing others then kind of so be it
0: mm. and then I thought
1: about that I'm like do I really want to follow a god of that mm. character that's indifferent to people suffering and yeah. you know that was certainly not the god that I had experienced a god that was like answering my prayers um mm. So, and then the third one was, uh, God doesn't exist. Um, I can do whatever I want. There's no consequences or meaning to life. Human beings aren't worth anything more than what we imagine. And this little baby growing inside of me has no more significance than the chair I'm sat on. And I was That's like, quite harsh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but isn't that the reality? For of, a lot of people, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, isn't that the reality of of a life without God? Mm. Like, it is that, and... Yeah. I couldn't believe that. I knew from my past experience that that was not true. Um, And so, yeah, I went with option one. And I think (laughs) that uh, for the first time ever, I wanted God's plan for my life Mm. more than I wanted my own. Um, And so I think that's probably the point that I changed. But it was over a long period of time that I got there.
0: It sounds like there's a lot of little things contributing to it. And I think we all have that experience somehow of bit by bit, it's things bringing us closer, uh, closer to him or him reaching out to us yeah. a little bit at a time sometimes. Um, I wonder whether your prayer life changed as a result of that. Because you were saying how if something happened in your life, you were turning to God in prayer. Mm. And whether you noticed a change in the way you were praying or... Or, I don't know, in your yeah. relationship to God? Because surely there must yeah. have been some kind of change. Oh, yeah,
1: it radically changed. Before I was just like, I want this, help me. Mm. Um, and then it. I went through like a long period of just like repenting, not feeling good enough mm. um, for God. And, um, and, and the prayers changed in that it was like, I'm moving out of my own way. I'm moving you know I'm not gonna let what for me it was social acceptance Mm. um it was being ruled by my own emotions and feelings Mm. that I had been for so long I'm not gonna let that rule me and I want God I want you to take um control I want your plan Mm. for my life and so I anyone that kind of knows me well is that when I commit to something I I go for it and I I gave him some really big things Mm -hmm. and at times where it's like I felt really uncomfortable about it um and a lot of that was had a situation my career had a situation with moving house how I actually got to New Malden, I really didn't want to come here (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no reflection on the church I didn't know the church even existed at this point but yeah Greg will tell you but (laughs) I I gave it over to God Mm -hmm. um and he's led me here and I, I honestly you can say that I've never felt the freedom and and the peace that I feel within myself Mm. since kind of making that decision yeah oh that's amazing
0: I wonder as well we haven't really mentioned your reading of the bible at all Uh, and obviously that is an essential part of being a Christian I wonder whether you started reading it at certain points as well in your life or what is your relationship to the bible really
1: so I think when I started going to church with Greg for that two three years I Uh, I did join a home group eventually. um, But I dabbled in and out of the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't read it that much. Um, Kind of the Sunday sermon was my my source of information. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just don't think I had the... It felt like a chore. And and that changed over the three years. And I became more interested. And um, and I got to a point where it's like that's radically different and that i need the bible like i need that as the first thing in my life Mm. um and even during this lockdown even though i had a a newborn and a toddler and a husband that was in a really busy season of his life Mm. i woke up at 5 a.m during a a period and i had like an hour reading the bible um because it was like that is i just have to center myself um in God's word and when you do that and you become more attuned to what is he saying to me and you know I experienced more joy um and like I had more capacity Mm. um and logically that doesn't really make sense um but it's definitely Mm. you know it's like having having a marriage as well that you you base your marriage on what the bible says it just yeah. only leads to flourishing
0: yeah that's right yeah oh amazing you mentioned the lockdown and uh, my next question is about about, about that really and um, whether there were some challenges I'm I'm assuming there might have been um, or encouragements from God in that time what was it like for you
1: yeah I think um, that was a really good the beginning of lockdown was Uh, quite good for me spiritually um, Mm. because I could just organise my time how I wanted. I wasn't doing the commute or anything like that and I had this real hunger to get to know the Bible more Mm. Um, and like I said, I I woke up early to fit that into my day and I had a really, you know, I had amazing kind of response, I'd say, from from God from that Um, and I think that, so that set me up in really good habits mm. and you know just to start my day always by doing that first because I could easily get distracted with other things yeah. um but yeah I, I I grew so much during that time as well oh. and I think when you make God the priority of your day and not just give him the overspill of oh I gotta get this done yeah things can really change yeah okay a good way so <laughs> i'm glad to hear that it
0: was a good time for you because i think quite a lot of us have had mm. challenges in being stuck at stuck at home in a way and and being left with all that free time that we didn't have previously um were there was there anything that you found a bit difficult in that time or?
1: yeah i mean it was tough with like two very young children yeah i, you know, I can imagine they were under two mm. um oh yeah and greg was exceptionally busy as well yeah. um so yeah, I really missed people. Um, mm. and, but I try, I, wherever I could, I tried to use it as an opportunity. Mm. Um, you know, I listened to audio books and, um, I would work on my business a bit as well. So yeah, yeah there, there were definite hard times about it. Mm.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and finally, uh, to finish with, um, If you had to give any advice to maybe a younger Christian or maybe even to someone who is from a Christian family and would call themselves a Christian Mm. but hasn't really made that commitment to following Christ, what would you say to them?
1: Mm. Um, You know, something that really stuck out to me that I heard from the pastor of my old church. Mm. And he was like, if you're struggling with something that you, you know God wants you to live your life a certain way he wants you to do a certain thing yeah and that that's rooted in the bible and you know that that's true but you're struggling with doing that he was like pray about it and try it on Mm. and you know I'm thinking in my mind oh yeah kind of like a Zara top I just try it on and see what happens (laughs) see if I like it or not and (laughs) and I feel like that gave me quite a lot of encouragement actually to Mm to just try things out God's way and mm. I think when you do you won't look back you know mm. it's just far better way than you can ever imagine and then than you know any plan that I can kind of craft and mastermind myself um doing it his way is just so much better so I would just say yeah if there's there's something specific in your life that you think actually I think God wants me to do it this way just mm. trust him yeah and try, oh, try I'll it out. <laughs>
0: yeah thank you so much that's really encouraging um yeah thank you for joining us today and for sharing your story with us um so that's all everyone for this episode of sister stories but join us again next time